Hello and welcome to Dr. Jones's Veterinary Secrets Podcast. This is episode 96. In today's podcast, five evidence-based benefits of stinging nettle, paw licking in dogs, why it happens, and what you can do about it. The disturbing story of a neighbor killing this Australian shepherd with virtually no consequences. Dr. Jones's Veterinary Secrets is on all your favorite podcast apps, including Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher. I'd love it if you'd subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. Questions or comments? Feel free to post a comment on my blog at veterinarysecrets.com forward slash blog. Lastly, I encourage you to get a copy of my free book, Natural Health for Dogs and Cats, by going here, www.veterinarysecrets.com forward slash news. Five evidence-based benefits of stinging nettle. Well, stinging nettle, it's been a staple of herbal medicine. I mean, the ancient Egyptians used it. The Romans used it. They helped it to treat arthritis, lower back pain, helping to stay warm. The leaves of stinging nettle have these hair-like structures that sting and also produce itching, redness, and swelling, hence the name stinging nettle. However, once it's processed into a supplement, dried, freeze-dried, or cooked, stinging nettle can be safely consumed. Studies link it to a number of potential health benefits. Well, number one, it's nutrient-dense. Stinging nettle's leaves and roots provide a wide variety of nutrients, including vitamins A, C, and K, as well as several B vitamins. Minerals, calcium, it's a great source of iron, a great source of magnesium, phosphorus, potassium. Some of the healthy healing fats, linoleic acid, linolenic acid, stearic acid, noleic acid. It has all of the essential amino acids. Then some of the other healing compounds, it's got these polyphenols, such as quercetin. The pigments, such as lutein and other carotenoids. Many of these nutrients act as antioxidants throughout your pet's body. These are the key nutrients that help prevent against free radical damage. And we know they're linked to so many of the different dog and cat diseases. And this is one of the specific herbal supplements that I talk about adding in to your dog, your cat's food daily because of its nutrients density along with all the potential benefits it can provide. Number two, it may reduce inflammation, especially the inflammation associated with arthritis. In animal and test tube studies, stinging nettle reduced levels of multiple inflammatory hormones by interfering with their production. They've even done studies on people showing that applying a stinging nettle cream or consuming stinging nettle products appears to relieve inflammatory conditions such as arthritis. One study found that taking a supplement of stinging nettle significantly reduced arthritic pain. Number three, it may treat urinary tract infections. It's been used in people for benign prostatic hyperplasia. It's not that much of a concern amongst our animals, but urinary tract infections are, and they're surprisingly common. It concentrates very well within the bladder, you know, whether it's consumed orally uh, as the dried leaves or whether it's consumed as the tea. One, it can be anti-inflammatory. So we have many of these cats with repeated urinary tract infections. It's primarily inflammation, so it's non-bacterial. So stinging nettle may benefit them. Secondary two, it has some antibacterial properties. Number four, may treat allergies. For people, it's been discussed extensively for people that have hay fever. Test tube research shows that stinging nettle extracts can inhibit inflammation that can trigger seasonal allergies. This includes blocking histamine receptors and stopping immune cells from releasing certain chemicals that trigger allergy symptoms. And number five, may aid in blood sugar control. 
Both human and animal studies link stinging nettle to lower blood sugar levels. So this is pretty important. We're looking at our, our, what seems to be an increasing number of dogs and cats that have diabetes. In fact, this plant stinging nettles contains compounds that may mimic the effects of insulin. In one study of 46 people who took 500 milligrams of stinging nettle extract three times a day, they had significantly lowered blood sugar levels compared to a placebo. Then some of the other potential benefits, probably the biggest one I think that we can see with our animals, one for liver health. They think some of the nettle's antioxidant properties may protect the liver against toxin damage. We've got liver disease in our animals, we should be considering stinging nettle. Two, it can act as a natural diuretic may help shed excess fluid. So these animals that have underlying heart disease, uh, maybe these guys have chronic cough. One more interesting finding, it's been shown to help reduce bleeding. They found that so medicines that contain stinging nettle extract have been shown to reduce excessive bleeding, especially after surgery. So what are the stinging nettle doses for our dogs and cats? Well, the easiest is to start with the tea. So you can just get nettle, stinging nettle as a tea bag form, make a nice concentrated cup of nettle tea and a standard amount would be to give you know your average say 50 pound dog one cup of the nettle tea twice a day and that can be given ongoing very safely so you've got an allergic dog i suggest starting with that then the other option say we're trying to really concentrate it in the bladder in the case of a urinary tract infection or helping an animal with arthritis we'll be giving the dried freeze-dried nettle leaf in the capsule formation. When we're looking at doses of dried nettle leaf, um, the range is anywhere between 50 to 100 milligrams per 10 pounds of body weight once or twice daily. So for a 50 pound dog, I'd be looking at 500 milligrams twice a day. Dog paw licking. Why does your dog lick his or her paws and what can you do about it? One of the most frustrating things to see is your dog obsessively licking his paws especially when that's all that seems to matter. Dogs who lick their paws excessively often develop stains in the fur of their feet from the saliva. The area between the pads can be red, inflamed, swollen, and painful to touch. So what's causing it? There are many possibilities, but by far the most common cause is allergies with secondary yeast infections. So what can you do? Well, to begin with, recognize that it's probably an underlying allergy. So you've got to go back to the allergy basics. You know, rule out external parasites as a cause. You know, treat your dog for that. Secondary two, do a proper food trial, so a hypoallergenic food trial. You're feeding them a unique protein, a unique carbohydrate with foods that they've never had before for a minimum of six weeks. Then number three, you're using some of the things that we've discussed in the past to help treat allergies. I want you to start out with a higher concentration of krill oil or one of the essential fatty acids. We're looking at krill oil doses. We're looking at 500 milligrams per 50 pounds of body weight twice daily. Next, I want you to treat with some type of antihistamine, be it natural or conventional. The one I personally like the most naturally is nettle. So you could be looking at 500 milligrams twice a day of dried nettle. Then number three, I want you to use some type of flavonoid that's got some anti-inflammatory properties. I really like carcetin as a good option. Uh, somewhere about 25 milligrams per 10 pounds of body weight twice daily of the carcetin. So then what you're doing is trying to treat the underlying allergy. Then next, most likely your dog has got a secondary yeast infection is what I find, especially um, in between the pads. That's where yeast likes to grow, grows in the cracks and crevices. So this is a topical anti-allergy, anti-yeast recipe that you can try using as a dip on your dog's paws. It includes one cup of green tea, 
two tablespoons of apple cider vinegar, one teaspoon of salt, and 10 drops of lavender essential oil. The green tea is antibacterial, the apple cider vinegar is effective for the yeast, the salt is antibacterial, it'll also help take down some of the swelling, and the lavender oil offers some anti-yeast and some antihistamine qualities to help deal with the allergy. So then what you can do is soak your dog's paws in that twice daily, do that somewhere between 7 to 14 days. Uh, this last story unfortunately is a bit disturbing, but I think it's one that needs to get discussed. The story was published on CBC, written by Hazel Hollingdale. She's the owner of the dog. Our neighbor killed our dog. Then the criminal justice system failed her and her family. There's much room for improvement in animal welfare legislation. So Hazel describes this. She said, when, her na when a neighbor killed our dog, my partner was just steps behind her. He heard our dog, whose name was Maybe, barking and then a gunshot. He rounded the corner to find our neighbor walking out from the bush, a rifle at his side. My partner asked our neighbor if he had seen our dog Maybe, and the neighbor calmly stated that the dog she just run up back towards her house. They spent the next couple weeks searching for their dog in the small community of Savory Island, and they weren't able to find her. When the snow melted a few weeks later, they found blood in the gore where he had killed her, three meters from where he stood with the rifle. She says that he watched us from the truck as we collected evidence. He'd buried her on an empty lot with his backhoe, where she lay anonymous and alone in the frozen ground while we searched. Later, he confessed to killing her in a rage, and he just lied about why he did it. A neighbor that he confessed to convinced him to return her body to us two weeks later. You know, she says, losing their dog maybe, this act of violence devastated them. You know, relationships with our animals are unlike any other. They're an inexhaustible well of love, joy, and humor and offer unconditional acceptance. Maybe was an extraordinary little being who bustled with life. Then this person took her away from them. She says the RCMP arrived nearly a week after they reported these events, and they were originally told that killing someone's dog was not a criminal offense. Turns out it is. Eventually, the neighbor was arrested and charged under the section of the criminal code, which makes it illegal to injure or kill an animal. Then she says this was the first of many misinformed responses from authorities. She said time and time again, RCMP officers, Crown prosecutors, and others in the criminal justice system minimized the acts and failed to understand their impact. As she said, to them, it felt like that they just saw as maybe just being a dog. And the devastation of this violent act on their lives was minimized. A week before the trial, the neighbor negotiated a plea bargain that ultimately saw him not get a criminal record. He pled guilty to a lesser firearms offense, and the judge suspended probation. She said they had spoken with others whose animals have been killed, and just learned that, you know, this pathetic response from the criminal justice system, it's the norm. So most people throughout North America all agree they want stronger animal cruelty, animal welfare laws. But unfortunately, within the legal system for most of the world's animals or companion animals, they fall under section of the law, such as they do here in Canada, where they deal with property offenses. You know, it's like stealing somebody's couch killing somebody's dog. And that was a law that was established 120 years ago. Clearly, it's time that needs to be changed. Obviously, society's views of animals and how they are now a huge part of our family is completely changed. Next, research shows animal cruelty is often a precursor to other violent offenses. It said over 50% of people that commit acts of domestic violence have also committed acts of animal cruelty. So I, I definitely feel, really feel for Hazel and her partner. 
I mean, this never, ever should have happened. And not only that, I mean, you never should have had this kind of experience with the criminal justice system. Things need to change. So what I'm encouraging you to do, I'm going to put a link to to many of the different organizations. You got the Humane Society of the United States, Humane Society International, um, the Animal Humane Society in Canada, all working towards improving and strengthening and advocating for changing some of the laws. So I'll put an array of all the different links, all the different organizations that are working towards changing these laws because no one should ever have to experience this. And if this ever does happen, whoever is involved, the perpetrator, really needs to face like serious, serious consequences. There's no way, you know, someone can do this and walk away, you know, with probation. Thanks so much, you guys, for listening to this edition of the Veterinary Secrets Podcast. This is Dr. Jones. Questions or comments, feel free to send me an email at podcast at veterinarysecrets.com. And lastly, leave your comments under the blog. I post all the podcast episodes on the blog at veterinarysecrets.com forward slash blog. Once again, thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys again next week. It's Dr. Jones.